Alright, let's go. <clears throat> this podcast contains, uh, explicit language, adult beverages, delicious tobacco, and, what's that say? Flagrant misuse of dice? What does that even mean? Who the hell wrote this? To hell with it. I need a drink. Huh? Oh, okay, whatever. <clears throat> this is the Dice and Pipes podcast. Shoveling our way through Icewind Dale, coming to you from the West Cabin for the week of December 20th. This is Dyson Pipes with a very frigid and frozen Brian. Hi, Chris. How are you? We have, I mean, this is this is, this is amazing. So our friend Sam, uh, who I'm going to put on the phone in a second here to explain what this shit is that we're about to drink. Friend? Has uh, uh indentured servant. Has... Uh, yeah, he gets a sick all the time. He does. Yeah. You know what? Let's just let's just fucking here's the rub. <sighs> Oof. Yeah, I'm not doing good. Yo. Hey, buddy. Uh-oh. Uh. So just letting you know, you are on the podcast right now. Uh. Okay. Uh. Is that coming through on your side? Yeah. Over? Yeah. Can okay. we talk about his lines? Uh. We want to talk about your lines. Wait, hold on. Is that Chris over there? Yes. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Hi, Sam. So, listen, we were just talking about how you uh, were nice enough to continue this Mexican tradition of making us coquito. Uh, it, it's not It's not Mexican. Sure it is. Oh, wait, he can't hear me. Yeah, he can. Th- this is high tech. You. Oh, I'm sorry. But you're Mexican. I'm, uh, I'm not Mexican. I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. There's a difference. It's all South of America. There's Puerto Rican and Puerto Rican. Am I right? Yeah, have a better attitude. Uh, Okay. So we were just debating whether you are a friend or not because you always get us sick. How did I get you sick this time? (laughs) Chris is, I think he has black lung. Yeah, it sounds like he has uh, the plague. What the fuck happened to him? Puerto Rico. You weren't even in Puerto Rico. No, but there was that hurricane. It destroyed it. All the rats jumped on the ship. The ship came to the U.S. and there we go, bubonic plague. So you're you're blaming your sickness on you? On some sort of Puerto Rican hurricane curse? Like what the fuck's happening there? Yes. See, this is why you don't have friends. <laughs> you're not wrong about that. That's true. True. Uh, so, can you explain to everyone out there, all ten people that are still listening, what uh, what coquito is? Um, sure. Yeah, coquito is like uh, the Puerto Rican version of eggnog. It's uh. It's got either coconut oh, or condensed God, milk, whichever one you want. Um, it's got evaporated milk. Um, it's got cream of coconut. Ah, and, and uh, coconut is coquito is Mexican for coconut. Uh, it's not. It's not Mexican. Uh, sorry, Puerto Rican. Oh, okay. 
Coquito mm-hmm. is just the name that it sort of implies that it's a coconut sort of drink. It can be with or without rum, depending on how you want to make it. Um, but everybody has their own variation. Like my family grew up in the mountains. I'm sorry, their own what? Variations of Coquito. Okay. Like my family grew up in the mountains, so we make it a little differently. We use, uh, we used evaporated milk from a can because that's all they were able to get up there. And, uh, we actually make a thing called a ponche. It's raw egg. <laughs> Goodbye, Sam. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> he lost me at not Mexican. <laughs> I had so many questions and you ruined it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll answer time. for him. Another time. Uh, it's the Puerto Rican equivalent of eggnog. How many eggs are in this? None. Zero. Zero. Is he calling you back? <laughs> he just texted me. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is bad. Uh, so I am in a great mood. Uh, my, my bottom half is frozen, despite the fact that the fireplace is on full blast. Our coquito is actually frozen. Uh, I'm it's like to, sludge. Yeah, I'm trying to warm it up right now Yeah. Uh, by the fire. Uh, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm actually going to pour myself some whiskey then if we're going to wait for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to... Maybe I'll finish off this bottle of Maker's Mark. Dude, I'm good. Not only... In, all, all kidding aside, I love Sam, and I thought it was very nice of him to uh, to share that. It's, dude, it's a quite a large jug it is. of Coquito. I've never had it before. I put my lips to it the other day <laughs> when he handed it to me. Dude, and, and I, I was ready to just fucking down it at work, not realizing that half of that jug is rum, and that's a three-quart jug. So yeah. th- there's one and a half quarts of rum in a three-quart... Helping of Coquito. Heaping helping. Heap. Yeah, it is a heaping helping. Not only am I excited about that, but let me tell you, after breaking open the Peterson nightcap, yes. I am very happy to report that it is pretty much identical to the Dunhill nightcap. Oh, good. Yeah. So all that money that I wasted on buying all these Dunhill tins, thinking that they were going to be for... No, they're still Dunhill, though. Yeah, they're Dunhill, and they're aging. Yeah. You know, so they've, they've, they're developing some nice age to it. Um, and it's nice to have the tins that say Dunhill, because you could see, like, I, I, I watch that guy, Pipe Stud. Well, I don't watch him. He does, I get, I sign up for, like, an email. He does consignment pipe shit, tins and pipes and stuff like that. Uh, long story short, when you take a look at these old tins, dude, some of these tins go for so much money. Like, old, old Dunhill stuff that's, like, 35, 40 years old. Do people pay through the nose. Did you just like spill that all over yourself? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm just shaking it up. Good. Um, so anyway, long story short, yes, I'm, I'm very happy that Dunhill Nightcap tastes just like Peterson Nightcap. Yes. So I'm, I'm very excited. It's reborn. It is. Recycle, reduce, reuse. Captain Planet, he's a hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. He's a power. Earth, wind, water, fire, heart. What? Heart? Yeah. Fucking Indian kid. They do the four elements, and then he has to be the guy that's just full of love. I've never watched (laughs) Captain Planet. What is this? Captain Planet? Yeah. Okay. Never watched it. I think our Coquito is ready. What the fuck, dude? I just poured the maker's mark. You can have two drinks. Let's see. 
Okay. Oh, I'm telling you, dude, you should just unscrew the top. You, you, the, the cap is like, it's pinching. It's doing a pincer move. This is, we are off to a very, very, very poor start. I'm just going to sit back and... All right, so Brian smell. It must smell delicious. It's so sweet. Oh, that might be a bit much. No. Okay. All right. So for the wow, dude. So the rum is very strong. Uh, by the way, this is poured into a glass kind of uh, mug. Mug. Yes, I was trying to think of some fancy way to describe this. Uh, let me just. The nose is quite delicious. So you can you definitely it get the rum. Smells like Christmas. Yeah, it does smell like Christmas. It's got I'm sorry. It smells like Feliz Navidad. See, si. right, Coquito, Mexican, Feliz Navidad. So it's got some cinnamon in it. I could smell the cinnamon. I could smell the condensed milk. It's just like that sweetness from the condensed milk. I definitely taste the eggs. I think it's on my nose. <laughs> Good. So um, I have a confession to make. You're, you're Puerto Rican. No, I'm Puerto Rican. Okay. Um. I have found my way, as people know, I've been complaining about online games for a while and the trials and tribulations that we've been experiencing, so mm -hmm. I went back to an old friend. The Stranger. Final Fantasy. Get out of here. So, for those who don't know, I originally played Final Fantasy Eleven, which was online, for the PlayStation 2. Uh, say that again? PlayStation <laughs> 2. <laughs> okay, robot prime. Uh and I lost a girlfriend, almost mm -hmm. lost my job. Mm -hmm. I became horribly addicted. Uh I, I stopped going to work. I stopped taking showers. It just was Final Fantasy Online or Final Fantasy Eleven nonstop. Like what the modern kid deals with with WoW, I guess. Mm -hmm. What prevented you from taking a shower? Playing the game. That's all you did. Yep. So let's let's paint the typical uh, Brian Day back <laughs> PlayStation Two era Brian. Uh, you woke up. Let's see what what would you eat like a bowl of cereal? Because I picture you just going into the kitchen, grabbing a box of cereal, <laughs> pouring milk into the box. Just basically, <laughs> yes, milk into the box. You know that you're going to eat it fast enough that the milk won't leak out. No, you grab the box of cereal, the gallon of milk, and a bowl, and you just walk all of those components and a spoon, of course. We're not savages. Um, you walk all of the components into the, the play area, your living room or family room, your den, wherever you had your, your PS2 hooked up, and you just put everything down on your coffee table, <laughs> started up the fucking PS2, and started playing. And in the middle of playing, I see you kind of concocting your, your cereal. Mm, no. So you didn't even eat. I did. Um, I had Intravenously. A, I, yes. No. I had a contraption. Uh, that was a toaster and egg poacher all in one. Don't you have to poach an egg in like boiling water? Yeah. What fucking maniac would design a toaster that's connected to something with water that you plug in? <laughs> so uh, I would take every single day, three times a day. This was my more. <laughs> this is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Poached eggs and toast. I would put uh, an English English muffin. 
in mm. the in the toaster. Okay. I would crack an egg into the little disc, fill it with water. But then I would also take the pre-cooked uh, breakfast sausage and cut that up into little cubes and put that in the raw egg. Okay. And steam everything together. And by the time it was done steaming is when the toast would pop up, I would put that son of a bitch together and have a little uh, egg McMuffin. That sounds delicious, actually. Yeah. And it's all I ate three, three times, times a day. day. <laughs> For months. So when you went to the store, it consisted of you going down three aisles. You got eggs, sausage, and toast. Yes. And then left. Yep. Went right back home. Yeah. In your same dirty underwear. <laughs> yes. You probably stunk. The shower would come when it was time to go grocery shopping or go to work. But the thing is, I kept skipping work. <laughs> so so you had the common decency to clean yourself before you like made it out into public. Yeah. But if you were not going into public, I was, you sat in your own filth. Sure did. Like a real fucking man. Yep. Okay. Uh, what year was this? PlayStation 2. When 2000, was that out? This is probably 2003. 2004. So you were what? Maybe a, a few years removed from high school. Uh, I had graduated college already. Okay. So you, you were... Oh, so you were already an adult. Yeah. And these were the initial adult decisions that you decided to make. Yes. Because my job, uh, I was able to make my own schedule. I was a big, big time boss. And I was making mm-hmm. almost 60 grand a year at 24, 25, whatever, however old I was. Big money. <laughs> 25 years old, just sinking your life away into a PS2 game. Final Fantasy. And now they've, they've re-released it. Yeah, Final Fantasy 14. But I thought it was Final Fantasy Eleven. It was, but now they have a new version of it. It's Final Fantasy Fourteen. But it's the same game. Uh, no, it's it's a different story, different characters, oh, different. So this just continued the Final Fantasy franchise. Correct. I see. Okay. And now, when did you start playing this again? I dabbled my toes in the water, maybe six months a year ago, mm-hmm. and I started getting, I started feeling some kind of way, and I was like, yeah, I better not do this. Right. Right. And then last night, I'm just I'm just cycling through my games. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? Everyone in the house is sleeping. I don't have anything to do. Final Fantasy XIV, five-day free trial. Oh, no. I made it through two hours of my first of five free days and re-upped my membership. What? <laughs> two hours into the day one trial. Day one of five trial. And you already signed up. For a subscription. So this game is subscription-based. Yes. So you're not buying the game. Uh, both. So you have to pay for the game, and then you have to pay a monthly subscription. So it's like it's like World of Warcraft. Yes. Okay. Uh, how long before this podcast is over? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're too busy. We'll do a Final Fantasy XIV podcast. People would probably listen. Yes. You play, I make fun. It'll, it'll be just, <laughs> just like our retro episode last week. Um, how's the game? It's amazing. Is it very like nostalgic? Is it bringing you back so to good. when you almost lost everything? So, it, if, as if this wasn't embarrassing enough, mm-hmm. the character I played back in Final Fantasy XI was a little teeny tiny. Uh, I forget what the race is called, but a little teeny tiny fellow. He was a healer because groups are always looking for healers. I want mm-hmm. to play with other people, and uh, it was before headsets, I believe. So all you could do was type. An emote. And so I became known to like 20 people maybe as the, the dancing healer. And in the middle of combat, I would heal somebody and then do a dance. <laughs> and then heal somebody and do a dance. Oh, my God. My character would do a dance. He'd do a little spin and a little, hey. 
and then I would heal somebody else. Okay. Let's go back to the most important aspect of uh, your your Final Fantasy eleven, the sausage, egg, and cheese. It, no, oh. um, what what do you think the main driving force was behind your girlfriend at the time breaking up with you? Was it a she's looking at you as a grown man and you cannot stop playing video games? B you never saw her anymore because all you were doing was playing video games or C, she would come over because she was that into you. Oh, she lived with me. Okay, so then this might be C. Uh, C, she left you and moved out because you started to smell and the only time you would shower is not to maybe fornicate with her. It was to go to the store to buy more sausage, egg, and <laughs> cheese components. <laughs> the, uh, the sausage, egg, and cheese came after she left because when she left, she took all my furniture. So I like you mentioned that I bring the cereal over to the coffee table. I didn't have a yes, coffee yes. table. Um, so she took all of your furniture. So the only thing that remained in your apartment was a television, literally the TV, the entertainment center because it was too heavy for her. A love seat. She took the full couch. I kept the love seat and the bed. Okay. I eventually rebought a kitchen table or a dining room table. Well, that was nice of you. Um, so, ultimately, before you broke free of the, the chains that was Final Fantasy XI, in your apartment was a bed, yes, a love seat, uh-huh. an entertainment center with a television on it and a PS2. And an Xbox and a GameCube. Wow. And a dining room table. Eventually. And a combo toaster egg maker. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <coughs> That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. What a great way to spend my 20s. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and my current wife uh, is what broke me of that because I realized it was a problem when I almost lost my job several times. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then mm-hmm. we started dating, but she lived like three hours away. Okay. So it was usually a planned thing for her to come visit. Until one time she surprised me. Oh, no. And it was close to when I had hit rock bottom. Oh, no. I had a big... <laughs> I had a big beard. I had just sauce, chicken, cheese. <laughs> Ingredients strewn about. In uh, the beard? <laughs> everywhere. The beard, the walls, the floor. Uh, I had a fish tank that was devoid of fish. <laughs> just, water. <laughs> just water. Uh and I had a dining room table built of Bud Light six-packs <laughs> and pizza boxes. Oh, hold on a second. It wasn't a real dining room table? No, my neighbor, who was my best friend uh, growing up. Made it out of the cans of Budweiser's. The, the boxes, that the, the, the case, like the party case, the, I guess 30 packs. No way. Because every Monday night, we would watch football, and then we would watch wrestling. Okay. And that would be good for a 30-pack usually uh, and a pizza. So I had two, four 30 packs as the legs of the table and then pizza boxes. Oh, so when, when you say that you reacquired a dining room table, by reacquired, you That was mean- the coffee table. I'm sorry. That was the coffee table. Oh, okay. In okay. front of my love seat. I see. And so she gave me a surprise visit. And there's a knock at my door. And I mm-hmm. figured it was my buddy, Matt. So I was, yeah, come in. And she opens the door and walks in and saw that. And I just was like, ugh. <sighs> 
if you can go back, if you close your eyes and think back to when she walked through the threshold that was the, the, the door to your apartment. Yes, sir. Can you remember the look on her face? <laughs> and if you can, do you think it was a look of disgust in what your apartment looked like in its natural state? Or do you think it was the smell that emanated from the apartment? I think I can replicate the look. You can? I think so. Okay. All right. You got to use your word powers. To yeah, I'm going to try. This. I'm going to try. I'll try and hold it for as long as I can. All right. So, Brian, he took his glasses off. He's taking the headphones off. Holy shit. Are you serious? So, there is the stare is so blank and devoid of any emotion. It's as though. It's as though he saw the most horrific of car accidents, and it's an image that is forever burned into his brain that will never be able to be removed. It's almost like how people freeze when they see Medusa. Yes, very Medusa-like. I read Medusa. This is going to be a bizarre side story. Um, There's some app that I go on. They have, like, stupid memes and shit like that, and, you know, whatever. If I'm really bored, I'll scroll through it. And I saw a story that said that Medusa was a lesbian. And Medusa ultimately falls in love with a blind woman who stumbles into her, uh, her den. The reason why she turns men to stone is because she despises men. I can see that. And she ends up falling in love with this, uh, this blind that doesn't that doesn't strike me as shoehorned diversity for diversity's sake. Right. No, actually, I think it's kind of a cool story because it it, it kind of shows you how it's the whole love is blind. It's a little cliche, but it also from the other side it just goes to show you like, look, you should accept people for for who they are on the inside. Right. You know. Well, it's like how they deduced that Midas was actually a tranny. Everything Midas touched turned to rose gold. And show notes. I promised myself I wasn't going to do too many of these because I have to edit it before my holiday party tonight. Oh, man. You wait till the Warhammer episode. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you think you're going to have a good turnout tonight? No. Uh, speaking of which, I'd like to propose a toast. Really? Yeah, we have some gameplay to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison is deep in the, the jungles of the, uh, the forest, I should say, of the Black Hollow Timberlands. Who's, who knows if he's going to survive or not? We'll find out today. Uh, Shadowrun might be just around the corner. Imminent. Mm-hmm. Imminent. Uh, before we get to that, I would like to propose a toast. And I would like everyone out there to nod their heads in agreement and raise a glass with me. When I say that I would like to kick old man Winter right in the dick. Fuck. Why? This this was my toast. It's all right. Fuck. We could double up. No, 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 no. I have to think of something now new and creative. Uh Okay. I've lived a lot of places in this godforsaken state of New York. Mm-hmm. I've lived up in the North Country. I've lived down in Metro New York. I've lived in Long Island. I've lived in the West Side. I've lived in the Southern Tier. I've lived in the Central Leatherstocking region. I have lived everywhere there is to live in New York, regionally speaking. The Lower Hudson Valley 
where I find myself now. I have never seen more or as intense ice storms than we have now. The ice storms that we get here rival that of planet Hoth. They are terrible. And the ice is so frigid and it comes on so fast and it stays so cold that you cannot get ahead of it. I cannot anyway. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. There has to be 15, 30, 50. There has to be 70 pounds of rock salt <laughs> cumulatively over the last few days on my driveway. And it's just, it's to no avail because overnight it, it melts all day and then overnight it refreezes again. And I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Do I just leave it? Do I melt it? Dude, you can't melt it. So here's the problem with the layout at the uh, the compound here. The, the, the main issue is the slope of the driveway. So you have a very sloped driveway from the street, and everything pitches to your driveway. So... What you find here is that when it warms up and everything starts to melt, all the, the, the runoff is coming down your driveway, and then it refreezes. D there's nothing that you can do. It's impossible. It's a, it's a losing proposition. Yeah, dude. You're going to keep fucking dumping salt on it, and it's, it's just not going to do anything. It's very disheartening. It is. Like the other day, I had to go pick my wife up from the train station, and my car was encased in ice. Yes. Yeah, as, you gotta as if like a warlock came by and cast a spell. <laughs> and it sucks because <clears throat> like you try to open up the door and like the handle has it's just full of ice and you can't fucking pull on the handle and get the door open. Yeah. It becomes very frustrating. The one thing though that I do appreciate with these the weather patterns that we find up up here are up what? On Dyson Pipes, when you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll to drink. I'm drinking before I even rolled. Wow, there's something wrong with me. Situation. Here on Dyson Pipes, D&D uh, edition, we had to roll 1D20, anything higher than a 10. Chris is saved. 17. Oof. I'm taking a drink anyway because this is so delicious. Now I really feel bad for talking shit to Sam and hanging up on him. Well, the nobody, record, I did not hang up on him. Nobody cared. You, you hung up on him. Once we got the recipe for Coquito, the, the, he, his services were no longer required. I was about to question him because he said his family is from the mountains. Maybe he's a direct descendant of dwarves. <laughs> uh, I, these were questions do, that needed to be asked. Do you want me to get him back on the phone? No, 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 no. We'll save that for another Because he has a sickness where he has to answer. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> like when he's on vacation and I call him at three in the morning to wish him a happy Cinco de Mayo. You're such a dick, but a great friend. Yes. Um, a truer friend none has had. Wow, very good. I am obsessed now with hearing terms thrown around through uh, language that's used by weathermen. Weather people, I'm sorry. Weather people. And one of the words recently, and I've heard it before, but one of the words recently that, that has been coming up is... Ooh, ooh. The Polar Vortex. No, no, that is oh. another good one. Bomb Cyclone. No, these are two very good ones that I'm convinced were recently created. So those are recent phenomena to describe what's going on in the world to push an idea, okay? The word that I'm talking about is squall. I don't know what it is about this word. 
But I really enjoy hearing it. <laughs> it's one of those words that just really rings true in my head. Squall. It's a cool word. So I had to look it up. I think it's a naval term. A squall is a naval term? I think so. For like a sea squall. Really? I'm talking out my ass. I, I, that's kind of what I think. I, I, I was ready to buy that. If you had stopped, I would have totally gone along with that. I've learned recently, because a lot of these words, again, are, are they're, they're, they're created to, you know, for like ratings and stuff like that. Dude, you hear polar vortex, you, you kind of get nervous. Sure. You know, especially if you're not, you're not in the in crowd with meteorology, you know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get very nervous. Polar, I'm, we're all going to freeze and die. Right. That's what happened during day after tomorrow. Exactly. The polar vortex. With pulling the, the f- super frozen air from the upper troposphere mm-hmm, mm-hmm. down like a laser beam of ice. Exactly. Straight through the, the uh. cumulus nimbus clouds. And it's really, it's an incredible phenomenon. However, they were all recently made up words. Squall apparently dates back all the way to 1631. So that is a term when they throw that around. I at least have some level of confidence in their use of the it was a mighty sea squall. <laughs> What's the other one? What other one? You said there were two. Oh, the bomb cyclone and the and the polar vortex. Oh, oh what two words that I'm interested in? Yeah. No, no, no. Squall, squall. Oh. That was it. That was it. That was it. Well, uh, it is worth noting that presently here in the west cabin. Mm-hmm. It is a very balmy. Yes. It's got to be, if I had to guess, hold on. It has to be 13 degrees out. 19 feels like five. Dude. Can I just point out that I I usually don't get like overwhelmingly cold. Okay. Um, There's a heater running on my balls right now. Like my, my body is... The, the temperature regulation is, is quite nice. Like, I'm warm. But, dude, when we were recording gameplay before we were doing this, I had to ask Brian to stop recording so I can walk over to the heater that's on his side. I had to take my shoes off like a homeless person <laughs> and put my feet almost <coughs> in the fire to get my toes to, to thaw out. I will say that since we've had our blow up with Barry, he has been much better. I agree. Uh Yet, I could swear, either last week or the week before, I said make it a priority to buy additional equipment to put in, what are we going to call it? The upper parlor? The upper study? Ooh. Your office, basically. Correct. Right, right. So on extreme days, we can go sit in the comfort of a thing that's not a pine coffin in the middle of the woods. Yes, yes. Heated by a propane fireplace. Yes, more conditioned air. Yes, is what we're looking for. Uh, did he? Did he procure? No, of course not. No. Okay. As a matter of fact, today he asked me, "Hey, what brand of cables are we using?" And I, I answered him, and then I thought about it for a second. And cables are the last thing we need to worry about. How about a mixer? What brand mixer is that, you fuck bear? Barry! Dude, enough and nothing, but when he was talking about the mixer, he was looking to get the one that you can't even run off of USB. So th- he's he's like a disaster. He almost bought around. it. He's like, look, it's only 80 bucks. We yep. can afford this. Uh, and you had astutely pointed out, does it plug into a computer? 
can I mean, since we're shitting on these guys, can we also point out the fact that I mean, Michael, when we told him that we were drinking the cojito, coquito, sure, coquito. I'm sorry. Uh, when we were drinking the coquito, did you see the look on his face? As though, like, what? I'm not good enough. Like, I can't provide. Very the, well. He is a sommelier, so we can't partake in, you know, some gifts from friends every once in a while. All about him. Yeah. That's what I'm starting to see. It's all about these guys. Yeah, Get and he Clyde. poured me this glass. Didn't even tell me what it was. I have no idea. So I, I, it's a good thing I we have the it. coquito because I, I can't even tell you what I'm drinking. He didn't tell me. So frustrated. Well, hopefully our spirits are lifted after the gameplay. Yeah. So to uh, to ice, you mother f- motor choder. <laughs> oh, motor choder. <laughs> I am Dungeon Master, your guide in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. So, from somewhere in the distance, seven, you said? Yeah, yeah. Seven. From somewhere in the distance, you're not quite sure where, uh, but somewhere in the distance, you hear the sound of an axe hitting wood. Okay. Like a consistent, rhythmic. Yeah. Like someone's chopping something. Okay. And it is, you do know it's coming from somewhere in front of you, but maybe because of the the mountain pass kind of looming, uh, the trees, the sound's getting a little disoriented. You're not quite sure in which direction in front of you it is. Okay. Are there any obvious... It, not not clearings, but can Harrison see any maybe like paths that lead down to the uh, the bank of the river? Uh, give me investigation. A six. No, you no see problem. maybe a couple of game trails, right? Um, but nothing that you would be like, oh, I'll bet you this is it. All right, so he'll continue working his way along the riverbank. With the assumption, like, in his mind that, like, eventually he's going to come across some sort of path. Like, it should just be that obvious to him, right? Okay. That he's eventually going to work his way into a clearing that looks like it's kind of, like, rooted off into the distance that may potentially lead to, a uh, like, a village or something. Uh, as you follow this river for, I would say, a couple hours, you eventually find yourself at the outcro- at the opening of a lumber mill. Very small lumber mill. There's okay. a, water, uh, a water wheel in the river. Small little building, smoke coming out of the chimney, and you see uh, an older man with uh, uh, maybe a teenage uh, man next to him, and they're working on chopping down a tree, and you notice there's lots of stumps from trees that have been cut. All right, so I just see two people. Yes. Right? Okay. All right, Harrison will... uh He's going to approach them. Yeah. All right. Uh, are you going to like announce yourself? Yeah, you? yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, so a little startled, uh, the older guy turns around, and as the younger one turns around, he kind of puts his hand on the younger one's chest and kind of slowly starts moving him behind him. And he doesn't say anything, but he is gripping his axe in a little bit of a threatening right, right. manner. Okay. Um, so Harrison looks to him and says, 
friends, I, I mean you no harm. Um, there was an accident, and I've fallen. The Iron Crossing. That was the name of that bridge? Okay. There was an accident, and I've fallen from the Iron Crossing. How I survived, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing one of my friends. I've been searching for him. I'm just trying to get to Keska Gorge. Can you at least point me in the right direction? Give me a persuasion with a plus one. It's under our charisma. Persuasion? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 16. So he kind of softens his, his axe a little bit. And uh, says, "Aye, we heard about it. Heard about the bridge. You fell off it. I did. Oh, you look a little worse for wears, friend. You're about two days from Face Spire to the east. Is there a path from here that you can point me towards? That I we this this uh, lumber mill connects to the main highway. Gasmin is me name. Gasmin, I'm Harrison." You you haven't noticed anybody else come through these parts recently, have you? No, friend. You're the first one. I've been separated from my party. You're right shame. You don't know if they survived. I'm unaware. I see. If you would be so kind, if you do see anybody, can you at least let them know that I've passed through here? I can do that. Uh... Sadik, go inside, please. And the younger guy kind of eyeballs you a little bit, and he walks inside. Listen, friend, you look like uh, you're not going to survive another two days out here. How much food do you have? I... So I almost picture, like, I've I've kind of fancied some, like, string from, like, vines or whatever and, and ran it through the meat to try to hold it as, like, a, uh, like a pouch almost. So I just kind of pull it around from behind my back and, and look at it and look up to him and say, maybe two days worth. Right, I'll tell you what. The red trees to the south of here fetch a high price, but there's a bear taking up a residence in those woods. And I've been trying to cut those trees. I don't want me boy coming out there with me in case it turns sour. You help me take out that bear and uh, I'll give you a place to sleep tonight and uh, maybe give you some food for the journey. How far did he say Facebar was from here? About three days. Hmm. That's a fair proposition. Point me in the direction of the bear and I'll, I'll see what can be done. I'll, I'll come with you. No, no, no. That's quite all right. You... I see you have a lot of work to do. You're... All right. Well, how about this? How about a, at least you, let, you come inside and let me give you something to eat for today, and then we'll go. Get, you can go get that bear. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. All right. So <clears throat> you uh, you go inside. Uh, give me a perception. I fumbled. All right. <clears throat> so. Uh, it's it's fairly small this this log cabin. What you can extrapolate from that one that you rolled, uh, it doesn't yes. appear that there's any females here. It's just this guy and his son. Okay. Or 
I guess, presumably his son. Right, right. Uh, so, so I think Harrison thinks nothing of it. Okay. So when you sit down uh, at the table, he uh, he gives you uh, a bowl uh, with uh, with his stew inside of it. You want something to drink? Uh, sure, please. I have, uh, I of course, I have fresh water. Uh, I have ale, and I have some old whiskey here. Some old whiskey is tempting. Yeah, Harrison kind of like licks his lips. I'll take some whiskey. All right. He takes out a glass and puts it in front of you, and he pops the cork on this thing and pours. It. He's like, "Now be careful with this. This is this is mighty strong." All right. So he grabs the glass and he goes to clank it along. Uh, he doesn't with have him. one. He just poured one for you. He's not drinking anything. Uh, he's like pouring stuff on the bowls and doing stuff like that. The kid is throwing wood in the fire. Oh, okay. So I take a I take a small, very small sip. Give me a Constitution saving throw. Damn it, being these drinks. DC twenty. No. 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 Uh, after a moment or two of of taking the sip of this. Uh, you see that he stops preparing the food and he kind of stands up and you hear him go like and his son comes over and everything starts getting kind of bleary and as you're starting to kind of feel a little woozy everything's starting to get a little fuzzy uh, you can't help but notice that there's a little basket next to the table and you could swear just before you black out you see a human skull fuck me I had to take the whiskey. I had to take the whiskey. <laughs> you fucker. All right. While you uh, pack that pipe. Uh, you got a pipe cleaner? Yeah. In the garbage. Right in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> we should probably start sitting next to each other. Why? To make things like this easier. But how many times are you throwing me pipe cleaners? I would never have to do it again. That's true. But then I could just go like this and look behind your GM screen. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You're the GM. You're supposed to be like... Well, maybe when we're not doing gameplay, we'll sit next to each other. Maybe. <laughs> so, yes. uh, after some time, uh, you kind of come to your senses. And you see that you are bound and tied uh, in the corner of the of this room, and you see that uh, they are preparing uh, a large spit outside. You can see maybe like through a window, and it's just the two of them. Yeah, and they're making this large spit. They're outside. both outside. Yeah. It, as I come through, as I come to, good thing we're not rolling. As I come to, I'm like very groggy, right? From the whatever. A little bit, not as much as you would. I kind of have all my senses. Yeah. Um, how am I bound? Uh, arms behind your back and your legs uh, tied together uh, at, at the ankles. Not okay. hog tied, but. Okay. I can still feel I have my gauntlets on? Yeah. Okay. And they're both outside? Yes. All right. So I will um, I will draw out a dagger. Okay. And attempt to uh, uh, cut the ropes that are binding my, my wrists together. Give me a flat 20. I excel in this. 17. Okay. 
Yeah, so I would think like the dagger, just by way of sliding out, starts cutting the ropes enough where you can kind of break free. All right. Um, and then I'll obviously do the same for the uh, for the rope that's around my ankles. Okay. <clears throat> uh, while you're in here and mm-hmm. you're cutting yourself free, getting a good look around, uh, you do notice stockpiles, not a huge amount, but stockpiles of very strange-looking salted meats. Any other skulls? Uh, there's a couple of baskets with assorted bones. All right. How far from outside of the, the cabin or whatever we're in, the home, are they preparing the spit? Uh, I would say they're probably like 50 feet out in the back of the house. So they're closer to like the riverbank than they are the road leading to them. Uh, just a quick kind of uh, glance on the outside of the property. Or even when I was out there before, do they have... Um, They have horses or anything? Yes. Uh, they have uh, a carriage to transport lumber with... Uh, All right. So they have a means of, of travel. Yes. With a, a couple of horses. All right. The horses are not attached to the carriage. Uh, they are in a stable. So it's the carriage on its own, and then when they look to transport whatever to the mainland or the main town or wherever it is, yep. uh, they just hook everything up. Okay. Uh, I just kind of do a, uh, a once-over of this place. I- I'm just looking to see. Can I surmise how to, how to put this? Um, is there any way to tell if anybody outside of this father and son have been in this cabin recently before I had gotten there? Give me investigation. Nine. All right, so I would say that you can't tell time-wise how long somebody has been here, but you do notice an armoire uh, in the back corner of this dwelling that's open with random assortments of gear uh, for both men and women, traveling, adventurer, merchant. There's all kinds of clothing and gear. Okay. Uh, Harrison will work his way over to this armoire. Okay. Not that he can remember everything or anything that Star was carrying, but he just quickly takes a look to see if there is anything in or on this armware or around it that would maybe trigger some sort of, um, you know, like memory, like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing him with yeah, something. No, okay. nothing, that, nothing that you remember Star wearing. Okay. Okay. Peering out the window, they're still putting together the spit? Yeah. Do either of them, are they armed? Like, does the old man have the axe still on him, or they're just... Uh... Uh, it's probably laying on a tree close by. Okay. Uh, how to kill him. I mean, how to talk to him. All right. It, there's one entrance into this... Uh, it, it's a cabin. It, it's like a cabin slash lumber mill. Okay. Like the lumber mill is also his house. Oh, I see. I see. Is there just the one entrance or... Let me put it this way. Is there a way out of this building that is not along the same side of the lumber mill that they are in my field of view? You would follow the river. 
If you were to like go out the back door, you're right, saying right. That's what I'm yeah, asking. Yeah, the river is behind you. The path toward Face Spire is in front of you, and they're in between it. Right, right. They're standing in between. So okay. you could go out the back door and continue to follow the river if you wanted to avoid any entanglements with them. Oh no, there's going to be an entanglement. Oh, I like to entangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Entangling is fun. All right. No, I just want to find... No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to... I'm going to stay inside and wait for them to come back. Okay. And I'm going to pretend like I'm still tied. So I, I kind of take the ropes, even though my legs are free. Um, I, I put the ropes in a way that it looks like my feet are still secure. So good. All right. So uh, after some time, they get this spit going. Uh, if you were to kind of pay attention, he does not treat this younger person very well. Lots of barking orders. Um, and this person, the second, the, these younger, uh, his child, supposedly, gets the fire going. Uh, and he's ordering to make sure that, you know, we can't bring out dinner until the flames are low. We want to cook him over the coals. It's for juicier meat and things like that. Kind of barking instructions at him. And eventually he leaves the younger one out there to come inside. And when he opens the door, I don't feel like you have like your eyes kind of squinted and like kind of closed or, yeah, or yeah. what he is kind of more or less ignoring you he's going and finding some uh vegetables and twine uh, and at some point now his back is to you while he's going through supplies <clears throat> all right i i pretend what are you smoking by the way it smells very good yeah this is dude i'm gonna tell you right now this is pretty cool uh it's orlick golden sliced and i don't know if it's just a product of what i've smoked in this little like unfinished Savinelli, but just putting the tobacco in and then just drawing on it just to get like the flavor pull from it. Dude, it tasted like an orange creamsicle. Hmm. And I don't know why, because there's obviously nothing orange in there. Right. It's just, for some reason, it reminds me of an orange creamsicle. And so good. Yeah, it smells very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, all right. I want to, uh, I want to have it where Harrison, obviously, again, he pretends that he's still tied up, but he's like coming to with this guy. In, okay. in, in the lumber mill. So he's just going to be like, why, why am I tied up? What, what's going on? Quiet now. You're going to be a fine meal. You plan on cooking me? Man's got to survive. Did you cook my friend? You were by yourself. The, the poison must have done a number on you. My friend... Where's my friend? You don't have any friends here. Quiet now while I finish. And by the way, he never turns back to regard you. You and your son, you're cannibals? That's a dirty word. Quiet now. Help untie me. I said quiet. And he kind of slams something down. He turns around and starts walking toward you. I'm going to squeeze a fucking uh, a bolt. Well, I'm not going to squeeze anything. I'm going to shoot a bolt at him. All right. I'll give you surprise once again. So you can roll with advantage. 
23. Wow. All right, that's going to hit. And with advantage, I get sneak attack. So I do... Fifteen damage. Okay, so I imagine this bolt fires out and it hits him right in the shoulder. Mm. And he kind of stumbles back and he grips at the bolt and he kind of breaks it and throws it to the ground. And uh, he reaches behind him like frantically and he pulls a dagger out and he is going to swing at you. Uh, Eighteen. He hits. This is embarrassing. What happened? I don't have the proper dice ready to go. What kind of fucking GM? What is going on here? I'm very embarrassed. Uh, three damage with the dagger. So I imagine he kind of like frantically swipes it at you and he kind of just does a little slice across your leg. Okay. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Um. So I take aim again with the crossbow and I say... No, I think I say nothing. Okay. I take aim. And I fumble. Good thing I didn't say anything. That would have been embarrassing. (laughs) All right. So I would say your shot flies wide and goes out the window. And the shattering window alerts the kid outside that something is amiss. Right, right. Yeah, that's good. Fourteen. Yep. Uh, and he gets multi-attack. So he will attack twice. Uh, four damage. Six. Six damage? No, six attack. Oh, no, no, no. That misses. misses. Okay, you're up. All right, now I say, it's a shame I'll have to kill both you and your son. Hoping that maybe it kind of attracts him, or not attracts him, but it shifts his focus to the fact that his son is, like, running towards the house. What? Go ahead. That. 15. That hits. Seven. So, uh, you used your crossbow again, yes? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I imagine you fire another bolt. This one goes almost to the same area where the first one hit. Your grouping is very solid. Good, good, good. And like a sub-MOA crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> and now he like he's definitely getting weaker, and he's having a hard time. He can't break this one apart. So, instead, he just turns around and screams, Get in here. Uh, get in here! Give me a perception. 
22. So when he screams that, you see, can see past him out the window, and you see the kid just kind of stop and just stare. And he takes the last kind of pieces of wood he's holding and just throws them to the ground and just sits down, almost like a crisscross applesauce. And just sits Indian there. style. Yeah. Savage style. And right. <laughs> and uh, you would swear in the quick glance that you make that he almost has a smile on his face. Like, obviously, he's calling somebody other than his son. We don't know. Maybe the bear that he wanted me to hunt. Eight. That misses. All right. So now he's just kind of swinging wildly trying to get at you. I say, it looks like the son doesn't want to listen to old pappy. I'm going to fire another bolt. Thirteen. That hits... seven and he you say that to him and he he looks back out at the sun and notices him just sitting on the ground and before he has a chance to look back a bolt goes through the back of his neck and he drops all right good i kind of look down at my wounds um harrison will quickly look around the uh the lumber mill to see if there's anything that he can procure to you know, like rap. He's got like a couple of cuts on him. Uh, give me investigation. Fourteen. All right. Uh, yeah, I would say you find like maybe in that armoire you find some loose clothes or scraps of clothes you can use. You also notice a basement door with a lock on it. Okay. Um, all right. So what Harrison is going to do is he will um, he'll call forth one of his daggers. Actually, he'll yeah yeah just one of his daggers. Okay. And he storms out of the door towards the sun. Okay. And he's just confused. He's like, "Your old man calls you, and you sit down like a child." He's not my father. What's going on here? I've been a slave of his for as long as I can remember. Five years, maybe. I say, well, get up. I understand if you want to kill me. I didn't as say he that. stands up. I said, just get up. And I grab him by, like, the back of his, you know, the collar and walk him back into the house. Okay. Was he calling for you or is there something in these woods that I need to be worried about? No, he was, it was just me and him. What's in the basement? That's where he keeps me. Where are the keys? He should have them. Find the keys? So he, uh, he looks down at the, the dead fella and uh, starts digging through his pockets and uh, finds a set of keys. Uh, there's two keys on it, seemingly one for the front door and one for... Uh, the basement door. Open it. And he pops the lock, opens it, and steps back. Does he nervously step back? No. He just, like, steps back like, okay, it's open. Yeah. 
Harrison will take the the rope as long as he didn't cut through it in a way that he couldn't reuse it but he'll take the rope and he ties this kid up uh give me a flat dexterity check as like a saving throw or a regular no regular 18 okay so you tie him up reliably well Okay. And uh, he doesn't protest. He actually offers you his hands while when he sees you grabbing the rope, and he maybe sits on like the edge of the bed or wherever. You survived by eating travelers. Good thing Citadel's not here when I said the word traveler. <laughs> uh, he doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks down at the ground. When was the last person you killed before my arrival? Maybe a week, a ten day. Okay. What am I going to find in this basement? And before he can even answer, I say, as a matter of fact, you know what? You lead the way. Okay. Uh, so he gets up and uh, he kind of meanders his way down the stairs. Um, if you allow him, he'll light the torch, like strike Lower the stones hand. or whatever. I would have tied his hands behind his back. Oh, behind his back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he'll let you know there's a torch. Okay, so I find some means okay. to light the torch. When he gets to the bottom of the stairs, he just kind of turns and faces uh, like sideways along the stairs to give you room to walk down. No, I just kind of shove him to go first. Yeah, yeah he he's, he gets to the bottom of the stairs. And he just moves aside so you can all. You do want him to keep going. Yeah, I want him to lead the way. So I have the torch. I'm kind of like right behind him. Okay. I'm, I'm lighting it up so at least I could see. So he's right in front of you. As you get to the bottom of the stairs, you notice it's like a small room and you see uh, shackles on the wall and there's another door. Uh, no lock or anything on it. Just a, like a flimsy wooden door. What's behind that door? I don't know how to describe it. Nothing dangerous. You don't know how to describe something that's not dangerous? Do you want me to show you? Yes, I would like for you to go through the door. And he opens the door, and he walks in, and he motions for you to follow him. And if you do... Yeah, so as he breaks through the door, I'll hold the door to keep it open, and I peer into whatever room this is. Uh, so it's a stone room. It makes up the rest of the basement of this building. Okay. Uh, and you see skeletons kind of shackled to the wall or uh, manacles I think they're called manacled to the wall uh, and all kinds of bizarre symbols painted on the ground in what you can only seem to think is old blood and I do one of those like what the f I told you I didn't know how to describe it Who are you? I'm from Facepire. Uh, my name is Sadik. He, uh, he murdered my family, and he kept me. He said that he wanted to teach me the ways. The first time I tried to escape, he broke my knee. That's why I walk with this limp. After the second time I tried to escape, he threatened to kill my brother and sister who are still alive, I think, in Facebuyer. And 
I've been with him ever since. For how long? Like I said, maybe four or five years. Alright, so Harrison starts to realize that his story is consistent. Right, like, yeah. why, why'd you look me like oh, that? <laughs> no. it, it, you can give an insight check if you want. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do that to see. Because now he's mentioned two periods of time. I just want to see if he's consistent in his storytelling. An eight. Uh, yeah, he seems like he's genuine. Okay. Wings burst from his back. No. <laughs> Fucking spits. Um, you think your family is still alive? I hope so. My parents are dead. That's who I was traveling with. By his hand? Yes. He killed and ate them. Is there anything here worth taking? I mean, there's a chest upstairs with belongings to everyone else who's been through here. Um, Is there anything down here that you need? No. Okay. And there's nothing down here that stands out to Harrison? Uh, give me an investigation. You've never seen anything like this. You probably have never even heard of this kind of stuff before. Um, this just seems like the work to Harrison. It seems like the work of like a crazed man. Yeah. yeah. The symbols don't look like anything that you've seen in your journey so far. Okay. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily... Nothing like in the mine. Right. Yeah, okay. no. This looks like either he is just crazy and created these symbols. Right. And he's worshiping some kind of false god. It looks very ritualistic. Right. There's candles, um, strange symbols. And again, nothing that you would link to what you've seen so far. Okay. Um, probably something worth mentioning to the Thunder Force. Okay. All right. Well, if he has no more business down here, I'll <clears throat> kind of point him in the direction to head back upstairs and he does and um, I I look around the uh, the lumber mill for this chest uh, it's the armoire that he was referring oh okay, that, okay that's what he was referring to okay so I'll walk over to it he's still tied up I walk over to it and I'll uh, I'll open it it's not a mimic right <laughs> that would be horrible no I open the uh, I open the armoire alright so we're gonna do a little deep dive into this thing yeah yeah I wanna see what's in there alright give me a, another uh, investigation Five. All right. So these look like uh, some clothing. Like I said, it's gear from travelers, adventurers, merchants, uh, hunters. You see maybe a couple of old bows. Um, there is one little bobble that kind of stands out to you. There's like a like a pearl necklace kind of dangling uh, in the back. Okay. What's it on? Like a hook? Yeah, like hanging on the back wall of this armoire. I just take my dagger and kind of, you know, put it through like the uh, whatever's holding the pearls together yeah. or whatever they are, just to take it off of the hook and kind of angle it back up so it slides down the, okay. the dagger. 
and then I'll take it and just briefly examine it. You know, just to see, do I think it's like worth anything? And if so, I'm just going to take it and put it in my pocket. Uh, give me... I guess give me uh, another uh, investigation. Seven. It looks like it's worth money. Okay. At the very least. Right, right. And I looked at him, I said, I'm sorry, what was your name again? Sadik. You seem honest, Sadik. I am traveling to Facebuyer. You can accompany me. As long as there's no funny business. I appreciate that. Um, would it be okay with you if I burnt this place to the ground? Oh, I was going to do that. Whether or not you wanted. Yeah, this place is getting burned down. Thank you. Can, can I do an insight into him to see if he's being honest or if he's just trying to like string me along sure. like he's a... Uh, 18. Yeah. Uh, so he seems like he's he, honestly been held prisoner by this he's, guy. He seems damaged, if anything else. Right, right. So you you would figure that he's telling the truth because he does not seem normal. Okay. If that uh, makes any sense. Yeah, that, I, I understand. Um. Okay. Harrison, I'll 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 cut him free. Okay. And he'll ask him again. There's nothing here that you want to take with you. No. No belongings of your parents that you want to keep as a memento that maybe still might be here. No. All right, Harrison just nods at him as if to tell him, go ahead, you can do the honors. So he goes over to the spit and he grabs kind of like the the logs and whatever else and uh, that are on fire. He starts kind of throwing them through the window and uh, you see smoke start to slowly kind of billow out and he's kind of standing at the doorway making sure that, you know, his work is, is paying off. And... Uh, Slowly but surely, things start catching on fire, and you can smell like burning flesh uh, from the leftover meats or whatever else that was in here. And uh, he turns to regard you while he's still standing in the doorway, and uh, he's like, listen, I'm not sure who you are. Um, I've done things that I can never forgive myself for, so I want to thank you. And, uh, As he's saying this, I quickly try to move towards him so he doesn't throw himself into this fucking lumber mill on fire. Give me a uh, acrobatics check. Oh my, my best skill. Oh no. Thirteen. So, as he's saying this, you kind of are getting the feeling of what he's about to do, and he says, uh, "If you find my sister Amy." Tell her I said, and as he says that, you grab him and kind of throw him on the ground as this thing starts to burst into flames. And while you're holding him, he's just screaming and kicking. Give me a strength check. Uh, athletics. Ten. He's screaming, and he ends up like kind of kicking you, maybe where you just got sliced with the dagger. Mm. And you just kind of like, whoa, like a shockwave. 
when he hits you in the right spot and he kind of scurries away from you and all he says is tell my sister it's still snowing and he dives into the flaming building how how um so I would think from him kicking me like I would stumble back but like I want to try to make an attempt like I, I, I can picture like he can only dive so far into this building like I want to try to at least grab his ankle to see if I can try to pull him out alright give me acro acrobatics 13 I'm outstrength by a malnourished <laughs> Alright, here's what we're gonna do. Uh we'll split the baby, as I say. Oh yeah, yeah. You grab him, but he is significantly injured. Uh he's got lots of burns on him now. His clothes are on fire, so I imagine you kinda of pull him out like, what the fuck are you doing? Like you're patting the fire on yeah, him. Yeah. And he is just screaming. And he's screaming things like I I don't deserve it, I wanna die, please. Alright, I just I just try to drag him to like the riverbank. All right, yeah. I'm gonna drown. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Bannon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just drag him to the water, um, just so I could start like splashing water on him. Okay. You know, I like yeah, pin yeah, him yeah. down a little bit and then just try to splash water on him. And I'm gonna do as best as I can with whatever is around to. He eventually falls unconscious from no pain, so he's he's out. All right. Um, guess I should have left his hands tied. I I'm gonna look around for stuff to, to bind him back with. Right, he's not dead. He's just yeah. Would, yeah, there's a stable. There's probably rope in there. Right, right. So I'm, I'm gonna bind him and okay. um, I'm gonna pick him up. I'm gonna carry him to the cart. Okay. And I'm gonna place him in the cart. And I'm gonna tie him to the cart. All right. All right. And then I'm gonna see the stable is attached to the lumber mill, or it's, it's on like the, it's on the property. It's not like it maybe across the way. Okay. All right. The cart's meant for like one or two horses. Yeah. Okay. So I'll grab however many horses okay. that that I can, and I'll affix them to uh, the cart as best as I can. Yeah, I would imagine you know how to do that. Okay. Just by way of living in this world. Right. All right. Whatever leftover firewood was around the uh, the spit, uh, I'm going to throw that in the court, too. Okay. And when it seems as though we're good and ready, I'm going to kind of steer the carriage onto that path and start working um, our way mainland. All right. Uh, just for posterity, on the side of the cart is a handmade sign that says Gasman's Lumber and Fresh Meats. <laughs> Fresh meat. That's cute. And we're heading toward Facefire? Yes. All right. Well, that's funny. I wrote Spayfire, not Facefire. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, on your journey out, I would say now that you have the horses, uh, this three-day journey is probably now two. You have enough food. Um, you get to share it probably if this kid wakes up. And within a day and a half, two days, you start seeing small little hamlets here or there. And as you're proceeding, two Thunder Force soldiers 
kind of stop the cart as you're approaching like the outskirts of uh, Facebuyer. And uh, how you doing? Just a uh, inspection. And he starts walking around the cart. Okay, I hop off the cart. Okay. And <clears throat> instinctively, Harrison starts like going for his credentials. Okay. That are now gone. Unless no, still I would say that's, I would say it's part of your diary. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good yeah. idea. That's that's true. That's true. Um, so I'll pull that out. Oh, well, I'm sorry, sir. Well, everything okay? What, what? And now I, I would imagine that you stopped him before he breaks like the threshold of the back of this car. Yeah, and I don't even mind if he would have even seen what was back right. there. It's not like I was trying to to quickly, you know. Um, uh, I wasn't trying to get his attention away from the rear of the car. Like, I don't care if he saw this kid. Yeah. Um, so we're outside of what? Like a a small hamlet? Uh, it's like, yeah, it's like the, like the smallest like farming communities that feed the people of Facebuyer. Okay, so this is just an outpost of Facebuyer. Well, you can see Facebuyer in the distance. It's not that far away. Oh, You okay. can see the walls of the city. Um, this is just like a little like suburb. Of, of the city. I see. So Harrison will briefly explain to them how uh, he needs to speak with the head of the Thunder Force in Facebuyer immediately. Uh, of course, yeah. We're not going to stop you. Uh, this is a this is a carriage from the Thunder Mill. Or Thunder Mill. From the Lumber Mill. That is correct. Uh... All right. Everything okay over there? Yes. Can you escort me to the city, please? Uh, sure. Good. Uh, so he doesn't even bother inspecting your cart. He uh, he hops on maybe his horse, and he's like, and the horse takes off, and you start following him okay. toward Facebire. All right. And that is where we will stop. What the fuck? Oh, this coquito is starting to make me feel some kind of way. Welcome back. Mm. Cannibals, huh? Cannibals. Cannibal Corpse. What a great band. Yeah. What a great gameplay session. Dude, I, I, and, and I don't want to blow it, but this was a great episode. Dude, the next episode and the one after that. Oh, my God. I, I can't contain myself. Very exciting. Uh, both in D&D and Warhammer, yeah. uh, I believe you said that we have your two favorite NPCs so far. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. And I don't even know if there's anything out there that, that could could sway my opinion moving forward. I'm going to do my best. Like, these two have really solidified their position <laughs> as number one and number two. So. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad you enjoyed that. What do you think of this Coquito? Now you got some in your, in your systems. It's... Uh, I have a sweet tooth, so if people listening have a sweet tooth, th- I'm a big fan of, of food or drink with condensed milk in it. It's super fucking sweet. I, I really enjoy it. I might have to ask Sam for the recipe if he'll still talk to us. <laughs> so I'll just I'll talk to him in Spanish. Hola, como estas? Prima nocho. Prima nocho. Okay. That yes. That's a gringo. 
Yeah, how about you? Do you like it? You've had it before, though. Oh, yeah, he makes it for me every year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, this is like the seventh or eighth batch I've gotten. Oh, wow. Yeah. Some years are better than others. This is a this is a good batch. I don't know what he did to it this year. Last year was a little weak for me. Right. It, it tasted delicious, but because I'm a closet alcoholic, uh, the... Closet? Maybe the closet door is open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in there, but people could still see. Yeah, they know. Yeah, yeah. Who are we fooling? <laughs> so, <clears throat> to uh, Mexico. Oh, that damn hurricane. It crushed them. Fucking bomb cyclone. Yep, yep. To uh, Squalls. 1631. First known reference to Squall. That was the year that Columbus discovered America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right around there. A couple years old. 1692. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. It rhymes, but you're a little off. 1992. Yes, yes, and we established that not too long ago. Clinton sailed the dress that's blue. blue. (laughs) The dress that's blue. (laughs) Two dice. And pipes. Very strange. So it's a toaster. And on the end of the toaster is like like a globe, like a ball. And you fill the bottom half with water. Of this globe, mm-hmm. the top half is like a clear plastic lid that like vacuum seals. You take the lid off, and you crack an egg, and you put the egg in a little like a uh, like a little teeny tiny frying pan that floats on the top of this water ball. You seal it up, and you hit the button, and the water inside steams, and it poaches the egg inside this little thing, and it slides out onto your toast when the toast pops up. What? What late night infomercial were you watching when you bought this? None. I saw it in Walmart. God help us all. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm, I'm so confused. I'm so confused because even with you, and you do a very good job, you're very descriptive. I cannot, for the life of me, picture in, in my mind what this thing looks like. And I'm going to have to look it up. And eventually I'm going to have to buy one. And I'm going to have to bring it here. I'm going to have to have poached eggs and toast. With a side of, I thought you hated poached eggs. Whatever, I'm gonna for science. I'm gonna have to have it. It do, it does. Uh, Wait, poached eggs. Every single time when you make a poached egg, if you cut it open, is it like runny? No, you can make it um, like hard boiled. Uh, okay. Well, here's a crazy one from Hamilton Beach. What? Where is that in Cali? Come on. That fucking coquito. It's hitting me. 